coming up. Today we're going to be doing a uh, show all about questions and answers, and we're doing it live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged. This is episode 108 of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. You can visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I don't know why I just completely forgot to start talking there. How are we all doing today? I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by Rhino Clavin. Hello. And back on the controls, show director extraordinaire, That's Oliver me. Green, making sure Hello. that everything happens smoothly as possible. Not making any promises. Smooth as a seal. That's what I say. <laughs> Smooth as an otter. Smooth uh. as seal. So. Baby. Yes. So, okay, before we get started, I'm going to have to let you in on a little bit of the magic behind the scenes. Uh, we just finished pre recording uh, our Diz Unplugged Tuesday show uh, for this upcoming Tuesday because we will be away on Podcast Cruise uh, 6.0 on the Royal Caribbean Oasis of the Sea ship. Uh, seven nights going around to the islands, uh, having a great time with a whole bunch of dizzers out there. It's going to be fun. Uh, but yes, we wanted to still have content to go up for y'all next week. So we just finished recording a show where we sat around eating baked goods for an hour and crying, laughing, and having a sentimental time. So if we seem a little bit loopy and out of it today, um, that's because we already are. Usually we don't get to this state until we're already like three quarters of the way through this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're, we're starting off, uh, definitely, definitely at a uh, disadvantage. Def, def, definitely. 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 39 matchsticks. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Brain man. That's, that's the, uh, that's the point of today's show. Um, and, I forgot else. What else is the point of the live no, Q and A? That's not the live Q and A. That's what we're doing. Not just our favorite Tom Cruise movies, but we'll also be answering universal questions. Yes, we will be answering universal questions. So I know there's a lot out there. Uh, we didn't post this on Facebook or Twitter or. Uh, Telling you, obviously, we didn't talk about it on the Tuesday show of the Diz Unplugged because we didn't have a Tuesday show this week. Uh, no Disney World show. So we are doing this all uh, at the hands of the people who are watching us in chat, which is growing steadily right now as I'm watching it. So if you guys don't have questions, then this is just going to be terrible. And all these people watching and listening later are going to be like, oh, what were you all doing? What, what were you thinking? You had this one chance. To ask these questions, the questions one that shot, everyone out there one opportunity, yeah, and you blew it, you blew it. You only get one shot. <laughs> Is that vomit on your sweater already? It was it. Knees weak. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's heavy. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so. <laughs> this is going to be a fun show yes since we did our last show i know there has been some news about uh nintendo as well as a couple other things i went to the other thing the stupid little thing yes yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah 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 the baby the peanut butter baby that's what we just sounded like yeah yeah uh, but we will not be talking about Nintendo. We might answer some questions. We're not going to talk about it today because we have to also pre-record a show right after this one. And that's where we're going to go over kind of a news recap and other things. Mm. Um, sorry. I, I know you want to hear it now. You'll have to, you'll have to hear it next week. But if you do ask those questions in here, we'll make sure to put that in next week's show too. So that will be fun. Uh, so let's kick things off with Wait, we're not going to first... talk about the thing that started today, though? Hmm? It started today. I feel like we should say it today. What? The exclusive thing that started today. No, that's all part of next week. We can say it today, but we'll get more in-depth on it next week. Okay. 
So, yes, what Rhino is referring to is the awesome, awesome, awesome Starbucks You Are Here mug that is coming to Starbucks locations at Universal Orlando Resort. And that's all we'll say about it. And that's all we'll say. Started saying. today. That's all December we're saying. December 1st. Yes. And also started today, the 18-day downtime at Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. So mm. if you're planning on going now through December 18th, you will sorry. be disappointed. Yes, we <laughs> talked about that before already, so no surprises. Any other any other questions before we get started here? Any other housekeeping? Nope. No, sir. Nope. That's Mm-mm. a bingo. Let's get <laughs> to it. We're going to start off with Megan Riley. Questions? Question. Resolutions. No. Uh, Moving on. Wait a minute. What? I accidentally, I don't think you watched it yet. The vlog I did this week, I, I did. revealed a resolution in it. Why? Because... I realized it was happening simultaneously at the same year oh. as it happened this year. So, yes, technically. So I was I said it, but I was like, "Oh, but you have to watch that." I didn't watch the full thing. I didn't watch the full thing. You I wrote said it at the very very end. You wrote it? Well, I don't want to tell anybody. Did you? Tell me. Maybe. I've seen it. Yeah. Is it live yet, or did it, was I no. just watching it? I'll just it's, tell you that it oh, felt okay. like my brain had been put inside of a blender. <laughs> I'm so I, proud of you. I, you don't I am even, so proud of you. Do you know what? When you I seen it, I, I was it? angry that we weren't there with you. Yeah, well, you know why I did it? It's because I was worried you were going to get angry about me. So I was like, I have to do something really good for part content today. <laughs> and that is the only reason I went. I, I, I didn't want to do it. Like I was like, no, I should do it. Somehow we can make a whole event out of it. And then I was like, but what happens if I, like, if I die or something? Like Maybe I should just best content ever i don't know what i was thinking i don't know what i was thinking but i'm proud of you though i'm very proud of you so um i lost the first question so let's jump this off annette asked what is your all-time favorite thing to do when it's christmas slash new year's at all of the parks well we've answered this multiple times in terms of disney but let's go over this today for universal so who wants to kick this one off i'll do it rhino okay only because i was just there and all the christmas uh, stuff was up uh, starting to come up starts start, well starts december 3rd area i like to go through which yes. is the seuss Seuss Landing. Seuss Landing goes all out in Seuss Landing for Christmas stuff. And I saw, like, the Grinch meet and greet. Uh, He was there with Sam. The Cat in the Hat was there with one of his things. And um, it was – it's just – it's crazy because they do decorate all through the park, but they, like, really decorate in this part of the park. And I I like to always stroll through there and just, you know, check it out a little bit. Just you know, it's something oh, simple it's, and it's easy to do. You I think it's it's one of the better overlays for any park at Christmas. I yeah. mean, just in general, they, there's a they decoration really, on everything. There's a light on everything. They deck the halls. Yeah. So Oliver, um, it's a good question. I've actually the way just the way I used to come on vacation in the past. I never used to come at this time of the year. Yeah. And then when I was here in America last year, I wasn't in Orlando, so I've actually never seen like the Macy's Day Parade or. Uh, any of that stuff mm-hmm. saying that one of the things that um i i did the other day uh was i ventured out and bought some of the christmas decorations from the all year round christmas stores which um so i just got some of the christmas tree ornaments i got like a couple of the universal logos um the nice thing about it is they'll personalize them for you and it's only like a couple of bucks and they've got someone there doing calligraphy on the ornaments um yeah that's something that i've been doing this year and i went to both stores in uh, in both parks and it, I don't know. Visiting those stores any other time of the year just feels wrong. When you go in at this time of the year, it actually feels like you know the right thing to do. So, um, no, my my Christmas tree is very very universal. It's got an awful lot of uh, universal ornaments hanging off of it, and they're much cheaper as well in comparison to some of the ones you get at Disney. Some of the Disney ornaments are like they're like twenty two dollars for a single yeah, ornament, and it's it, it's not. I'm not saying they're cheap at Universal, but they're they're certainly not in that price. Well, point, okay. So, so I, I know this is not a Disney show but i i do want to tip on what you're saying um is that uh so universal doesn't have their store anymore that was in the florida mall but if you go to the disney store in the florida mall they have the same type of ornaments and they're like a third of the price there they're a lot cheaper and if you're a cast member you know a cast member yeah they get the discount on top of the sale so i bought a ton of ornaments there for like three dollars each one year down from like 15 but but either way 
I what I did what we did last year. What you did? I, I will say though, because I have to put this out there. That's not true. They're not the exact same ones as they sell at Disney parks. Disney parks are of a higher quality than the ones sold at Disney Store. I don't know. The I same thing. Some nice ones. The same thing goes with heavy. the plushes. There, the plushes, the plush animals they sell. They are of a lesser quality than the ones you get in the parks. I will. I, I just like throwing the that stuffies out there. there. Hmm? Um, last year, Eli and I bought. Oh, well, Eli did it because he wanted he. Uh, a friend of his like makes wreaths. So what he did is he went to Universal and bought uh, a bunch of the uh, Grinch ornaments. So now we have an, uh, a wreath that tells the story of the Grinch. Oh, so that's it starts cool. like and he's grumpy, you know, each one, and then it ends with him like with and, the roast beast. And, and Oliver's so. like, I, I was going to get that, but now I'm not. So that's he, all the look on his face. Made. You can't do it. You got to do it yourself. He, he wanted it, but he's not going to get that. No, so what I did want was in the Christmas store on the Islands of Adventure side of things. Um, it's like the Yeo Christmas shop, I believe it's called Shoppy, mm-hmm. however that's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Inside there, they've got some, they don't sell them, but they've got the, the wreaths that you hang on the door up on the walls and they've got the universal globe ornaments in them. They look awesome. They I don't really, sell really the globe want. Ornaments? No, they sell the global oh. ornaments, but they don't sell like the wreath of the whole, uh, the wreath of the whole to put on the on the door. So, I just, I, it, oh, they were amazing. It looked really, really nice. I wish they were sold those. I'd definitely get one. Mm. Very uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I think I make it not a surprise every year uh, since its inception. It has been my favorite thing during the holidays at Universal, and that is going over to Cabana Bay and spending time there. Whether, um, what do they do there? Oh my gosh, they decorate everything for Cabana Bay in like the classic late fifties, early sixties style of Christmas decorations. Oh. So, talking like silver and white plastic looking trees in the windows of the stores. They have the same silver tree set up, but they have the um, the the spinning light wheel projecting onto it too Uh, i mean it is this is the next park day that's what i want to do it's literally retro christmas and the cool thing is it does it's just like cabana bay in general it has that beautiful transition from daytime into nighttime um that's just almost like two different atmospheres of being Mm -hmm. there the same kind of goes with christmas um i i just i love it it's what it's kind of what i think like a good old-fashioned christmas should be just Everyone, I mean, it's just so retro, so vintage, so cool. And then, uh, of course, as I've talked about before, Cabana Bay switches up their mugs during the holidays and offers special Halloween and Christmas ones. Well, they they have they've done now two Christmas ones. I'm not sure if the first year one is still available anymore, but even the new iteration of their Christmas mug is really amazing. So there's a different. I remember you bringing that last year. So there's a different one this year of the one you had. I'm not sure this year. I haven't been over there yet. To check out to see if they've added another new mug. I this do like year. that the mugs you have. Though. But no, they're they're absolutely amazing. I know uh, last year when we had Dizapalooza, there was plenty of people lucky enough to be staying at uh, at Cabana Bay during Christmas and seeing how amazing it was. Um, and it, it's just something is so perfect about it. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, the parks, yes, we've talked about the holidays at the parks before and what I find appealing and not appealing over there. But without a doubt, it's Cabana Bay all the way. And uh, kind of moving into that, Ali Fishman asks, in our opinions, who does a better job with the holidays, Disney or Universal? I know, Oliver, you're out of this. We, we heard it already. We, we have heard it. Yeah, it's good. You don't have to say anymore. You weren't here for it last year. We'll move past you. But Rhino, your opinion? It's tough. I mean, um, you know, uh, Magic Kingdom does the Christmas party, and it snows on Main Street, and it's all, it's there. It's just Disney does this thing where they just concentrate all the Christmas stuff into one spot in like a park. Like, oh, they have the tree up. Epcot at least does all the way around, and and I haven't been to Disney Springs yet since they've added the uh, the parking lot of trees or anything and um or had a chance to see that christmas drone tree show, trail yeah. christmas tree trail that's it i can't remember um but uh, i like grinchmas and i like the parade and i like that they do it a whole time but it's hard because like disney's so much bigger and there's so much more stuff that they can put christmas decorations on so i don't necessarily think one is doing it better than another one I think they're both doing a great job yep. of maximizing what they can do with what they do. And if anything, Disney could push even further. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Universal's always coming up with a new creative way to do what they do in the, yep. the small little space, whereas Disney's this massive, expansive thing, and they kind of do the same 
quality yep. thing every year. Uh, I'll just be honest. Um, Disney wins because they, in general, they just have more parks and they have more different ways to show off for the holidays. Um, uh, the one exception being since they've lost the Christmas parade at Animal Kingdom – literally all animal kingdom has had is the tree out front and that's just embarrassing but if you look at islands of adventure you have seuss landing which is incredible at the holidays but the rest of the park they'll put up some wreaths here and there and that's about it so there's a lot to be uh desired at islands of adventure universal studios florida i think uh they do a fantabulous job around new york uh everywhere where you expect them to have decorations up in the park outside of the park um and yeah as you get further off into like springfield and wizarding world those decorations aren't there anymore but i also don't expect them really to be there so it's not as uh it's not as bad it's not like as we've complained before on the disney world show walking into the magic kingdom and ending on main street and then being like why couldn't you do more um it's I don't quite get that feeling at Universal Studios Florida. So yeah, the the short answer is they you know they all have their pluses. It's you you just have to see it all really. I think I just wish that they did some more stuff at City Walk maybe. Yeah, because I too. feel like they don't really ever pay attention to that no. for the theming that stuff. And I think it would look great there. Cause That's it, a good point. City Walk looks great at night with the lights already. Yeah. Throw in some Christmas overlays in places would look yeah. nice. I agree. Uh, So this is going to be a joint question between Allison as well as Christina, and it's going to kind of be talking about the crowds during the holidays. Um, So Allison kind of asked, is it as busy as Disney is during the holidays? Christina said, uh, do we have a sketched out plan for the parks to make them easier to navigate when it is busy? Um, And the, the simple answer is yes, it is very busy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Orlando is just busy during the holidays. I will. I understand why it's busy in the holidays on the run up to Christmas, but I will never understand why people travel here during the week of Christmas mm. and I, yeah, the week after. Like, I get the whole idea of being like, "Here's a Merry Christmas present. We're all at Disney together." And but yeah, do you really want to come to a theme park when it's at maximum capacity? You're not going to be able to do anything. You're you're just going to be stuck in a line all day or. I, I don't know. Just people pushing into people. Where is oh, something in my throat? Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, no, it's it's very it's very very busy. Um, specifically, uh, that we'll we'll say the twenty third to the second or third of January. Expect the heaviest crowds yeah. that entire week. Mm. Um, is there a plan to navigate? You know any any site. Anyone can tell you we have the essential plan on how to get around these parks, how to maximize your time, whether it's, oh, you've got to make use of early entry, you have to hit Wizarding World of Harry Potter first. The thing is, the parks just change on a dime on what it'll be. It's going to be busy, but Forbidden Journey could go up to a two-hour wait, and then the next thing you know... Uh, because that wait time is so high, people stop going in line and die all the way down to a 30-minute wait. And really, you only have that. If you don't hit it right at that exact time, mm-hmm. then you might get back into it, and it's already back up to an hour, 90 minutes. All the rides fluctuate like that. And then throw in downtimes. Uh, it's just completely I – mean, I mean, yes, people do a good job out there of trying to give you the best plans, but – um, the the best plan I can say for navigating the parks during a busy time is have that universal app handy at yeah. all times yeah. um, that has the wait times being updated as much as possible. And if you're constantly on that, constantly looking at those tip boards uh, that have all the wait times on them, if you see something start to drop down in terms of a wait, you might be able to beat other people there or I- you get express. Yeah. And you know you don't have to worry about it for the rides that have it. I think you just need to be prepared to like roll with everything. Like you're saying, use the app, see where the shortest wait time is. Just if if you're going to walk the circle, you know, go around the park like and something's a really long wait, just move on. Like it's not the end of the day, you can get back to it really quickly and easily. Just be ready to go to the next thing, you know. Yeah. And I think like over planning at the holidays can actually be detrimental for for you more so than the slower times because it's your hol- the plans can shift so quickly at the holiday time that if you're not ready to like move around with the punches, you're gonna you're just gonna end up not enjoying it 
you know, it's it's just relax. That's a, you know, like that's all I can say. Don't be stressed out. Remember, it's going to be full, and just try to roll with that. Yeah. No, I uh, I completely agree. So the next question, which I accidentally scrolled past again, why do I keep doing this? Um, Is that the question? Why do I keep waking up in the morning? Why do I wake up every day? Um, why the heck can't I find it's it? For my why didn't I? I should That's just why. like copy and paste these out <laughs> for the when I uh, do them. <laughs> Where did it? Oh, sorry. This kind of the reason I wanted. To, okay, <laughs> that's that's why we shouldn't do these things completely live. Um, I wanted to ask this because I wasn't sure when you were at Universal the other day. Yeah. I know you went past Kong. Did you actually ride it? it? Yeah, you did. I well, walked right on a great big beautiful today. Asked, what are your thoughts on Kong after the initial buzz has died down? Now? Okay, so I was there with my friend Jill, um, who you know she's been on Dispop and stuff like that before. She. Um, hadn't done it yet and she specifically wanted to do it if it was a short enough wait and i was like well if it's under 30 minutes i'll go on it with you otherwise mm-hmm. i don't want to wait for it um and that's how i feel about the ride i will tell you i sat in the front row this time not by request it's just where we got sat we did walk right on um but the front row front row is probably the worst row to sit in uh it's cool because you're right up against the animatronic and you can see that really well however when you get into the ride you can't see the screen barely any of the action that happens on the screen like the front part of the cab is blocking the angle where like kong is most of the time and the t-rex is on the other side and then on top of that you can see that they i didn't realize this until this ride the tunnels open the whole time so you're just looking straight ahead at a big square cut out of the screen, yeah. and it, may, it really takes you out of it. And it's just it's unfortunate because I wish like once the ride started, maybe the the window in the front of the car or something pulled over that or mm-hmm. something like that. I will say though, the animatronic, not the animatronic. What do they call it there? Moving it, the what is it? Something oh, character, I, of, like, animated giant, character, animated Kong, character. Yeah, so the it. giant Kong at the end is still very impressive. Yeah. Like I, I, I like how long they take for you to drive past him, and and that that part is worth it alone for me. Um, I I still think I think it's a good ride. I think um, it's impressive how they took the kind of story they had in California. They turned it into something more immersive. Um, I think they built a beautiful like area over there with the queue and all the skulls and the witch and the and all that stuff and it's got a great story. Um, it, it's it, but it's a ride that feels like it's already been there, so it's not. You know what I mean? It's one of those like I think it's worth doing, but it's not. It's not Spider Man or anything, you know? It's, yeah. But it's a good. I'd say it's a B plus, maybe higher attraction. You know. It's an enjoyable attraction. Yeah. I like it. I'd say that I found the exact same thing. You did the sweet spots where to sit on the uh, in the ride I've vehicle. I've heard like the fourth row. And it's, is a yeah, good it's, row. it's never where you think. Like yeah. everywhere else, generally, it's like oh, so the front, sit at the back. They tend to be the best spots. Here, it's not. It's as central to the vehicle I've found as you can get. Yeah. You can get in the middle rows, in the center of the middle rows. So you're right in the middle. It's the best experience you'll have because it sells the experience. You don't see the tunnel. You don't see the edge of the screens. You know, it's you feel yeah. more immersed. So. Um, yeah, always aim for the sensor if you can. I'd say I'm, I'm you know, and on top uh, on that too, that note of how we feel about the attraction, like I'm happy it exists. Like I think they did a great job building it. I love the like I said, you know, it it's not a ride where you're like, Ugh. although it is still, I do still have those moments where I'm like, why did they build it right here next to Jurassic Park? Where I wish they would add a Jurassic World yeah. sort of expansion. But I was walking through Jurassic Park the other day too, not yesterday. The day before. Yeah. And um, I was kind of like, there's a lot of land in Jurassic Park that is not, there's, it's just, they have a lot of little food stops and a lot of these walkway areas that like, they could probably still expand and do something in a different part of it. I always say, I feel that like it blends a lot, it blends together with Jurassic Park a lot better than it will do with anything else. Though. Absolutely. So if that's yeah. where they're going to put it, you know, that's what well, it's going to Well, I mean, he, he fights the T-Rex in it. So it's oh, like, yeah, it, it is yeah, like yeah. a, it, it doesn't feel ties out of place. It's a tedious link, but it's a link nonetheless. I've got a question for you. So with um, uh, Kong, now the hype has died down. How long would you be willing to wait, like on a regular day? Like you, it's just say it was just twenty us. minutes. Twenty minutes. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's worth twenty. You know, if it went, it's filled. If it's like thirty, I'd be like, uh, but I would say not more than thirty minutes at the most. Yeah, 
I'd say 30. 30 is yeah. about what I would wait. Any more than that. And that's actually, mm, no, you know what? I probably would wait more because the actual queue there I enjoy an awful lot. They've well, got see a really, that, really okay, good immersive queue. I will say what it is a walk-on. You're going to have to force yourself to stop because I literally just walked through yeah. everything. I mean, this character was still in there. Um, <laughs> but the you they like we didn't even walk through the room with the slug the moving slug or anything like we was literally just a diagonal and um you need to hang out in the witch room for a little bit what's it like when you go in there with no one else waiting in there does it feel creepy and scary yeah because you know the scare well because i knew this character was around but you're like what's it gonna be like when i'm not stuck here looking around for him Mm. and i'm just walking through and he's gonna grab at me you know (laughs) um but it's cool it's a good it's a i don't know okie dokie it's good yeah Okay, so let's move on. This next one comes from Leanne, a.k.a. Big Red, as well as a couple other people. I think I already saw mention it inside the chat. There is a Disney Cruise, referring to Disney Cruise Line. So do you think there can be a Universal Studios Cruise cruise Line? Uh, the answer is, well, right now Universal does their land sea with Royal Caribbean. Um and that is all that is offered. So there's a couple of really difficult to purchase vacation packages that do mix land and sea. Um, a lot of them are more heavily aimed at the international audience because they are more used to coming uh, over for longer periods of time. Uh, so for them, they might get a lot more out of a four-day vacation uh, at Universal or five-day vacation and then also still be able to go on a seven-night cruise because uh, now the seven-night cruise as part of Land Sea would be on the Oasis of the Seas, which is a beautiful ship, of course, that we get to be on in just a couple of days. Um, but the the ship that we previously did a review on before Oliver's time, Rhino and I were on that with JL and, and Pete and Dustin. And, you know, that ship, it was essentially just a booze cruise for a four day cruise. It was um, that last day at sea. We, w- the, we had one day at sea for that. And it was literally like people, that's the first time I'd ever been on a cruise. Well, I've only been on three now in total. Yeah. And then the fourth one coming up, but that's the first one where I had a day at sea. And yeah. when I walked up with you on deck, it was literally just bodies everywhere drinking. Yeah. And so definitely not family friendly. Um, and I'll just be honest. I don't think universal will ever go down this realm. Disney has put a lot into, uh, creating the perfect cruises with Disney cruise line. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, I would live on a Disney Cruise Line ship if I had the opportunity to, not to work on it, just to just to live on it. Um, they're they're amazing in every way, but they are also extremely expensive because of that. I just don't see Universal ever caring enough about it to try to go down that road. I think they would rather be more focused on their expansion in Orlando uh, as well as globally. And especially at Hollywood too. Um, why why go out into the sea when they can be focused on bringing uh, bigger, better, different attractions to their theme parks or just building new parks as I, a whole? Not to sound negative because I do love Universal, but they have a lot. They have a reputation to work back from. You know, like it was great when it started. It was great when it all began, and um, then it kind of had that dip in the you know in the in the later part of the 90s the early 2000s or whatever when it, the park kind of had that unsure future or whatever right before it was purchased by yeah. comcast you know and so like people you know i don't know how to say it. it's like ever since like harry potter and um everything they've done since then has been so, so incredible that i think that that's their they're just going so strong doing like what you said, making like these things like that, like these immersive environments. I think they're going to just keep doing that for years for now. And, and I, yeah. I would like that their focus not be split up and divided into too many realms at once. Cause then I fear the other stuff will begin to suffer because I'm not saying that Disney suffers from that, but there are moments where like clearly Disney does stuff where you're like somebody in a room thought of this who'd never been to a theme park, yeah. you know? And I don't often feel that way at universal. I feel like it's made by people I know. You know, like it was a friend of mine that built this, you know, that's like, this is the type of place my friends would get together and make, you know. Yeah, I agree. So we're going to kind of go a little potter here for the next couple questions. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, so the first one, I know Donald's asked it a couple times, so I'm going to throw it out there uh, again. I already lost it. Um, oh, it was how how much time would it take to get through the Wizarding World of Harry Potter? We've answered this a couple times before, and the answer again is there is no definitive answer. No, because my friends were in town yeah. um, in the beginning of November, and um, my friend CJ, he'd been to Universal, and um, he'd been to both parks before. And he said the last time he came, there was only the one part of area, and so he really wanted to see Diagon Alley, and we went in, but we were with a bunch of people, and even the amount of time we spent in there, um, you know, we were with a friend who'd never been to either of them. We it didn't feel like long enough yeah. even though that was where we spent a big chunk of time because it depends on your fan level and like yeah. are you going to stay and look at all the different signs and the minutia of the detail which is stuff I would love you to do you could spend yeah. hours alone in just the retail stores on both yeah. sides oh, so yeah. it's yeah no, no, you not really buy stuff just look at the cool stuff I, I yeah. don't want to say it in a rude way I've um, I, I've done the same thing I've taken many people as they've come into town and the first time I went into Diagon Alley specifically uh, I spent probably in the, the two nights that I got to be in there before it officially opened, I probably spent a combined total of eight hours just looking around at everything that I could, um, just really taking it all in. Uh, I had a different kind of relationship with Hogsmeade because I was working there. So, you know, we'd get to wander around and look at everything before before a shift would start or after the end of the night. So you kind of got to take it in a little bit differently. I, I couldn't tell you how long it took me. Um, but I've brought people in where I'm like, okay, yeah, we need, we need a solid four hours here. And they literally just want to walk up the street, look at stuff left and right, walk around, go in a couple shops, and they're out in an hour. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting there saying, how? Like, this doesn't make sense to me. This is I'm like, didn't you see you the need- talking heads? Didn't you see the sign that turns yeah. into the phoenix that burns and then recreates itself with so, a Bellatrix, a strange moving poster? Yeah. So all really, you just it all depends on how you visit um, and what what you really want to get out of it. Uh, you know, I I personally think you could spend an entire day just between the two, doing the attractions and looking around, but. I know plenty of people who will try to plan it out to walk on the rides when they're five, ten minutes mm. for their lines. Mm. So that way they can get in, get out, and be done with it. So uh, it it is what you want to make of it. So at least give yourself a couple hours. But, um, you know, if, if you give yourself longer, good. I'd be happy with that. Um, and going off with that into the next Potter question uh, from Cindy, is it worth traveling out for the celebration of Harry Potter or are you better off going on a less crowded weekend as a Harry Potter fan? I think Cindy asked me this question on Twitter, too, and I didn't answer it. <gasps> Do you have an answer no, for it? Bad. I, not I felt bad. It was just it's a long answer. It's kind of a one of those answers where it depends like. Okay, so I go, you know, I go to like MegaCon or yeah. conventions and stuff like that. And those are, you know, you go around, you can meet the people, you see the vendors, you do whatever. It's not like that's the idea that I think Universal goes for when they're doing this thing. But I don't think it's it's not quite what they achieve. So there'll be a couple of like panels where like the actors will come out and talk about some stuff. There's, um, you know, there's the exhibition um, area, yeah. um, and it's it's very small, and it's not like stuff. There's no like special shop really that you're getting stuff that you wouldn't normally necessarily get. Um, how about meeting the actors? That's not a thing there, right? It's not like a like how when they did Star Wars weekends at Hollywood Studios, no. right? They didn't do that. No. Um, my answer is I don't. I've gone to Celebration of Harry Potter every year since it started. I've never felt like the parks are super busy right? Yeah, at any point in time for them. Yes, there are a lot of people there to do a celebration of Harry Potter. And I would say if you are a – I would say like a medium fan. Yeah. Like you and you've read the books. You enjoy the, you enjoy the movies more than the books. You have to enjoy the movies more than the books um, because it's very movie-centric uh, based around – you're seeing the cast from the films there. Um, if – if that's the kind of thing that interests you, it's very cool for that. But I think you can also make a killing around the rest of the park because the yeah. crowds that are in are in to watch those panels and stuff and not going. 
to the the other attractions and stuff. So um, that's that's my output. I, I on feel that. like why not? Because you're gonna see and meet other Harry Potter weirdos <laughs> like you. I'm a Harry Potter weirdo. So when like that's I don't know. It's like when I go to the Power Ranger thing. Like I went and I'm like maybe I'll meet other weirdos that like Power Rangers, and I did. And so. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Like, why not? Yeah. So uh, Keith asked, why doesn't the Express Pass ever apply towards the Harry Potter attractions? It does. It applies towards Dragon Challenge. Um, it applies towards Flight of the Hippogriff. It does not apply towards Forbidden Journey or uh, or Escape from Gringotts or the Hogwarts Express solely because uh, we all know it. Express, Fast Pass, whatever you want to call it, whatever park it's at it slows down the rides. It just slows down those lines. And for these premier attractions that everyone still wants to do, you, you can't go throwing a bigger wrench in the system. That's how you get to Toy Story Mania levels where the line's mm, constantly God. two hours yeah. because you always have an extra line for Fast Pass Express, whatever. It's just... It, you, you know, don't need it, it. You don't need it either. If you've got Express for everything else, you're, you're not going to wait because there is no Express for these attractions. You're not going to wait three hours for them. Yeah, you know not I mean? so anymore. Opening day waits. Yeah, not anymore. So it, it it will jump up, but if you pay attention to that app, you will find a time where you get to nail it. I I can remember being there at peak weeks in between Christmas and New Year's. When the line could, like I mentioned earlier, it would go from two hours and drop down all of a sudden to 10 minutes because people stopped going in because of how long the wait was. You just, a lot of it is timing, patience, and it's all unpredictable. And I'd say if you end up waiting in like, you know, 45 minutes in these rides, these are rides I don't mind waiting in because I love looking. There's a lot, especially in the, in Hogwarts. Why am I not saying that right? Hogwarts. 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 And (laughs) in Hogwarts, you can, like, look, you know, Dumbledore's office. He's in there. There's a lot of stuff to look at. They do little shows. You know, it snows. And there's a lot of stuff to see. Uh, You know, I'd say they're some of the most immersive cues of any attraction in any of the theme parks in Mm -hmm. Orlando. Yep. So... The final, I remember, yeah, basically the final Potter question. Uh, City of Golden asked in reference to Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey going down, what are they changing to Forbidden Journey? Maybe they'll finally let fat people ride. Um, fat chance. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, fat chance on that one. Good one, Rhino. <laughs> I, I, I will congratulate you on that. No, they can't. Uh, <laughs> In terms of the the size it's problem, not just fat people. By the way, too. it's not it's just really fat people. people. Can't get in that room. Really tall people, bodybuilders. Yeah. Um. I there was many times where I would see guys who like what guys who lift weights. What you want to be? Yeah. Just jacked with muscles. That harness comes down and just hits their muscles yeah. and can't even move. Sometimes. And I hate saying it like this. Sometimes fat people actually are at a better advantage because they can reallocate where their weight is you can can girdle yourself in and i as a person who is getting chubbier and chubbier by the day i know because i I fit into this category um the they can't do anything else for it the ride would be unsafe you are literally at the end as it is you are at the end of a robotic arm moving around in many different positions oh there's been very you, rapidly you've had that feeling on that ride before where you sit on like one of the edge seats too yes. where the harness is on you but the way it tilts where you're like oh no. dear god it is literally this harness that's holding me right now not the seat not anything else like it i and you talked about this on the show before too when that was that issue with the woman without the legs and yeah. the arms the um who was upset because she felt like she was being um you know, discriminated yeah. against. And it's like what you said. It's a safety thing that they do, unfortunately, build these attractions to cater to as many people as humanly possible. But sometimes, in order to create these unique experiences, you have to have a unique system and a unique way to yeah. get people in. So I apologize for uh, people who can't get on. It is sad. You know, I hated having to turn someone away from that attraction, but it's for your safety. It's that's that's it. So what are they changing? No, it's not going to go to 3D unless they had a last second change of heart with that, um, I which not. I don't believe it is because my sources 
have not told me, um, and they definitely would have. Uh, so what are they changing? They're just they're just making sure everything gets a little uh, gets a little tender love and care. As I said on today's daily fix, uh, the. The the Kuka Robotics, um, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it on last show too. You know, they're they have several different modes of how they'll run throughout the day. But if they're running in their normal mode with guests on it uh, for from nine o'clock until seven o'clock, because that's kind of like the average time it's open throughout the year. Sometimes later, uh, but never usually closing earlier than that. Um, that's that's ten hours a day where they're moving constantly like that. Forbidden Journey only goes down, and I mean like stops. It, the night when techs are working on the ride and the ride track. Um, and that's it. Other than that, it yeah. is constantly moving throughout the day. Um, and sometimes it's even longer. If there's an event there that night, it could be running till midnight and techs barely have any time to do any work on it, but it has not gone down yet for refurbishment since it opened. So it's been going six years for hours and hours and hours a day been there for six years. Um, and this is – it's still pretty much the most technologically advanced ride system mm. at Universal. I mean they've done other stuff with ride tracks and especially with Gringotts. But uh, Forbidden Journey is a technical wonder. It it just – it needs a break. And, um, you know, it's so – you're so used to thinking like when something needs to go down for a refurb, what are they going to change about it? What are they going to do differently? It, it doesn't need that. It just needs well- – Maintained. We've all, everyone in this room has ridden the 3D version of this yeah. attraction. I don't think we mentioned it in the, when we were talking about our VIP tour, but um, their hog, every, all the rooms in their attraction seem much larger, yeah. and they probably are, and it's a perspective thing again, too, but the 3D doesn't do anything for it. It's, no. You're not looking at a screen in a way where you're in a theater in a stable position looking and being like, whoa, here comes that thing. Yeah. It, it just, I for me I don't I don't I've my eyes don't even process a difference it does it, if anything it seems too much yeah it actually for, I prefer the 2D version whenever yeah. you put on any pair of 3D glasses you lose light because they're always slightly tinted and it does impact the experience when you're watching the projected video and it just it, the clarity of it when it's in 2D is much better and it's not that the 3D sells any anything, you know, it sells the experience more, sorry. Like, you're moving around on a robotic arm at the same motions as the right. video you're watching. You feel immersed enough. Like, you look left, you look right, you can't see anything. Like, it doesn't need that extra aspect. It's fine as it is. So, yeah, I actually do favor People the stuff asking about it. So, yeah. So, that is all for the Potter stuff. Basically, so I'm going to – we've had Loretta ask about this. We've had other people asking about it. Uh, Tapu Tapu, uh, the the essentially magic bands coming to Volcano Bay. Is that the first step towards getting a magic band style uh, wearable for Universal Parks? I hope not. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I hope not as well, too. I hate – I, I don't like wearing, wearing. I stopped that wearing stuff. my magic band now, and because like, you have to have your, you can't just have the magic band. You still have to have your card. So it's like, okay, now I have to, even more things to keep track of. Why do you still need your card? Because if your magic band doesn't work, how are you going to get into the park? What if your card doesn't work? You have the proof that you are an annual pass holder. You, it takes less time to. Pro- I've been with Pete before, and his magic band didn't work. And then they said, "Well, do you have your annual pass with you?" And he had it, which is good. But if he didn't have it, they'd be like. Mm-hmm. It just go to guest relations. The only way yeah. I'd be happy with the Tapu Tapu thing if it was spread more widely throughout, so you'd use it to get in all of the parks, is if they went down the same uh, route as they are right now with the new Magic Bands, where it's not a Magic Band. It's yeah. something that's detachable. You can put it in a key ring. You can put it in something else rather than uh, having to wear it on your wrist. I, I think lose that even more than my ticket. That's yeah. the only thing, but that's just me, though. I, I think something will come along the line. Uh, Tapu Tapu is very... Uh, you know, it's a big step forward for Universal in trying to go down this path, and I do think it will translate to the other parks eventually. Um, uh, whether it's with the interactive queuing as well, too, because uh, that's something we'll talk about on next week's show. Is what they are testing right now with um, with return times for certain attractions. So um, that is – they are definitely looking at different ways. Uh, the big thing to get it to all come together is that integration with Lowe's Hotels since they – Universal does not own the hotels. Um, they help design them. Lowe's operates them. 
So it's uh, they they've got to get it all coming together. And as much as you think that Lowe's and Universal would be really partnered up in that, and that technically you can charge stuff to your your room key and all that, they are still two very separate companies uh, as a whole, and they are a a pain to deal with when you have an issue with universal, but you're back at your hotel or if you have a problem with your hotel and you're over at the parks, uh, I've experienced it from firsthand. So, um, yes, I'm sure something is going to happen eventually with it. Uh, because you know, the idea of having everything all under one, one point of access is it really is the future. Um, it's something that is a smart idea my problem is I just think Disney kind of botched how they yeah, were doing it. For sure. So if Universal thinks they have a way to perfect the system, I think they will go with it and they will try to do it. But we will have to see with that. Um, random question thrown in. Uh, Mike asked, have any of you been to Universal Singapore? What are our thoughts? We haven't. I'd love to go one day. I would love to as well. Yeah. I would also enjoy going to yes. Singapore. Please, someone take us. Uh, another <laughs> random question from Grace. I have a huge opportunity to move to Gainesville in my career. Would I get my Disney and Universal fix enough living that far away? Um, yeah, wherever you're from. Where, I don't know where they're from right now, but yeah. imagine you just have to drive. How far is it away is Gainesville? Four hours? Two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. So that's two and a half hours versus like if you're living in Kentucky, it's like 12 hours away or whatever. You know, or I, I don't know what Kentucky is. Um my family lives in Massachusetts. That's a 20, 20 hour drive. Yeah, it's you not can unusual. just take a day trip. Like, you, like I went for Thanksgiving. I went back up to Bradenton, which is like a two hour drive away. And the amount of like Universal annual pass holder like bumper sticker things you see on there is huge. So people are still annual pass holders. So they're coming down regularly, and they live you know two hours away. Yeah. So Oliver complains about that drive to his relatives two hours away because in England the farthest away you can get is like six hour drive, right? You can. Someone told me once they got up to Scotland in six hours, but it's normally like it's about seven hours from one side of the country to the yeah, other. Yeah, which is which is the length from where we're at right now recording the show to Key West. So yeah. <laughs> it's one um, state. I uh, you know different strokes for different folks. Um, I. Personally, doing a five-hour round trip, uh, that would be a lot for me. Uh, but unfortunately, once in my life, I did go to the University of Florida to watch a Gators game, which I just felt dirty and gross about the entire <laughs> time. Um, but, you know, it wasn't that terrible. you never but, done a day trip to, like, St. Augustine? That's yeah, like I've done. I've done I went to see Flight of the Concords yeah. in St. Augustine. Uh, that's about a two-hour. It's the drive but back when you're like, oh, why Jacksonville, did I come up here? Yeah, no, it's Jacksonville's two and a half hours. I went to see the uh, Avid Brothers there a month or so ago. Um, so I, I've done it a lot. And it's just about the regularity. You can't you know you can't go with the mindset i'm gonna go every week you're not gonna go every you're not gonna week do that even if you live down um, the street unless you're us yeah so if you're cool with it like saying oh i get to go once a month i think that's awesome i would have growing up if i could have came here once a month oh yeah that would have been the dream hmm. um you know get a cheap hotel spend the night uh you don't have to go all out expensive you don't have to stay at the grand floridian every time you don't have to stay at portofino every time that's the benefit of living uh, here now you can just kind of like you you know it you know yeah. treat yourself if you want do want to do that sometime so treat yourself, 2007. um so i'm gonna also throw it in alejandro asked like six times don't and i'm not getting i'm not getting sassy when i say that it's just there's a lot of stuff popping up so like kim i saw you wanted you had a question can you ask it again because i must have lost it um alejandro asked mummy teaser replace the mummy ride with tom cruise at the end of the ride instead of brendan fraser i'd be okay with it i'd be fine with it but they're not going to they'd have to retheme the entire right, ride the whole theme <laughs> of the ride is that they're filming the third mummy movie and yeah. that that theme that it's already like cheesy as it is i don't think they're gonna do that again in like nowadays yeah. i would not be okay with it i really enjoy the brendan Fraser mummy movies and you don't see brendan Fraser in barely anything anymore so i like and it there's a reason for that i hey, love the he, brendan Fraser mummy movie too don't you worry brendan Fraser is awesome he's Frazier. really good in the mummy i just don't even say saying his name i'm just kidding he's really no, good in the mummy in his uh, amazing in stop mocking me is <laughs> amazing in scrubs like that one episode is yeah. awesome so uh, how about blast from the past or encino man Bus from the past, I think it was just added to HBO now. So I am, I was, am I was intrigued on watching it again. Recently. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so Brendan Fraser. It doesn't matter where you are on Brendan Fraser, <laughs> but 
whatever. I don't even I don't even care to say finish this sentence. Um, Sean asked. Uh, sorry, I just joined this. Maybe you've already answered. Is five days too long for first-time visitors? Two days in each park and one at Volcano Bay? No. I think, I think you got it. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. Because you, yeah. you can do the one day, take your time, enjoy yourself, do the go back, hit the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't really. Enjoy the hotel. Yeah. Can't say you're wrong. So, um City Walk, you need to. There's lots. Yeah. There's just Go so many night, places you know? to eat. Yeah. There's so many things to see. I think five is very fair. Uh, you won't be going at a a super fast pace to do all that, but you'll be able to relax and enjoy yourself. So, um, Kim, you didn't have a question. I swear, you just said answer my question. <laughs> I see that. As will well. you, Diz? Will you answer my question? I am so confused, Kim. Come on, come on, Kim. Oh, is that Kim with so, the butt face? Yes, that's that is Kim with butt, the butt face, face, Kim. <laughs> it's not her actual face. It's her thing in the chat room has a butt as a face. Yeah. And so uh, like, oh, that butt face, Kim. That butt <laughs> face, Kim. Uh, Good one. So, Ollie, not our Ollie, another Ollie. Ollie, love it. As, hey, do you feel live entertainment sure in Universal Orlando is becoming weaker now that the Beetlejuice is no longer there? What would we do to improve it? New parade, new shows. No, I think. The weaker. entertainment significantly yeah. improved when they got rid of Beetlejuice. I think they're getting rid of the stuff that's not doing, yes. not being received well. The yeah, f- I do. We do agree. Beetlejuice is an icon. Yes. Beetlejuice himself. Like, and think the show itself, not a good show. Yes. It was not a good show. Shut it up. It was way too it. over the top. High school. I mean, I'd rather watch high I school. I didn't musical. hate it. I didn't hate the Beetlejuice show. But what I will say is, I, I was most upset when it uh, went away because I, I kind of thought they were going to. You wouldn't see Beetlejuice in the parks that much, and that's so untrue. You actually see him wandering around every now and again. You see uh, him which more. Which is nice. So yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say, I've seen meet and greets with him so, a lot. Yeah, and it's. I just. That, that, that kind of made me feel better. I don't feel as bitter about it going now. I know you're still going to see him. So If they did a new show with him, like something else. I'd be cool with that. It's not that we didn't yeah. like that there was a show with monsters and stuff. It was just whenever they retailored it to whatever it became, it, it, uh, it just it was it, it was that thing that Disney does where they just take it that like they're like, oh, is this where the line is? We're gonna take thirty steps past it. Yeah, it's like people it's, love it. It's cheesy, and then they just cover it in like that fake nacho cheese. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> it's like perfect. That's yeah. it. That's it right there. Um, and in terms of what else could be doing uh, done to improve, well. Uh, Obviously, I think Secret Life of Pets being added to the parade is going to be uh, very nice and exciting. Um, I'm sure uh, Sing is starting to get good reviews coming in. So I can definitely see at some point, I don't know how they would be able to do an interactive show with it. Maybe um, like a crushed. I'm sorry, it would have to be a 3D movie, essentially. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But uh, I think. That is going to be obviously a shoo-in if the movie is a success. Uh, so if you're interested in that happening, please go out and try to make it a success. Hey, um, even even trolls could pop up somewhere uh, in all of this. Oh yeah, mix. that's a DreamWorks, I yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um, I, I think there's a lot of stuff coming in the future, especially with their uh, more family-heavy entertainment. Uh, uh, that they've been putting out that we could be seeing in the future. And I think it would all be very entertaining. Um, and speaking of that, Mitch Lunger asked, do you think there will be any attractions based off trolls or fantastic beasts? I think fantastic beasts probably. Cause that's yeah. a fine filled franchise they're committed to now. And, um, you know, the first one's doing very well and mm-hmm. there was already before it even got into production, they were saying there was already Easter eggs in the park that had to do with fantastic beasts in Diagon Alley. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. The hard part there is that it's going to be a traveling around the world movie. So it's not as like stable as the other Harry Potter movies are, you know. It's not like here's this specific place, but maybe they'll throw in the French, the Bow Battens or the What's the other one? Durmstrangs? Durmstrangs, yeah. Yeah. That's where uh Grindelwald is from. <laughs> So, another random question. Sorry, don't want to like go around too crazy. Jarrett asks, hey, do you think Universal will ever do like Disney and give free parking with all passes? Disney does not give free parking with all their passes. So, so no. It's a moot point. Um, it's a cow's point. <laughs> point. It doesn't moot. matter. <laughs> it's a moot point. Um, what did... Oh, Nathan, I think that was your name. Sorry, I've already lost your question again. Uh, we're locals. We do date nights around town. What do we think is a good place for a date night at Universal? Ooh. Mm. 
I know one of my favourite spots. I know where the dessert is. Oh, go on, you go, go first. No, 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 right? you tell, tell me oh, your favourite spot, say, I want to know. The, the bridge in Islands of Adventure, that when you're standing on it, I forgot where it leads to and from, but like you can see over into the park. You're talking about in the Mythos area? Yeah, yeah, over the, there. Right? Where like you can see... Yeah, like that's a nice Hulk spot, especially at night. And you can for French see. kissing? It looks like... The, no. It looks like the... Um, you know in the artwork that you see where they put all the attractions together? Obviously, yeah. that's... You're not going to see that exact like landscape. Uh, sorry. Skyline? Landscape? What am I looking for? Skyline. Skyline. It's painful for you, isn't it, Craig? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, that's definitely a very nice spot to be at uh, gotta, in the evening. So You got to take them on a ride. Get them all scared. So they get all, they're all jittery. Then you got to take them out, <laughs> take them somewhere at City Walk. You follow it up, you get dessert, you share a milkshake, one straw in, one straw in, do a little bit of a lady in the tramp action with the key lime slice in the middle, mm. something like that. Um, and for dinner, where would we go? Emeralds? Emeralds is nice. I Not- like to keep it low key, though. We're talking, if we're talking like first dates or something, I'd say NBC's. I like NBC a lot. It's a lot more relaxed. If you want to be more romantic and impressed, go with Emeralds, but more specifically Emeralds on City Walk, not Chop Chop, located at um, Royal Pacific. Royal Pacific, yeah. I mean, uh, Kylie and I don't have that many date nights there, uh, just because when you worked at Universal together, a lot of times you don't want to just go right back back after. (laughs) Um, But I will say the place we've probably had the most dates at is going to Cowfish something about we just love the food and for us it's not really about like we don't have to go out and do stuff if we have a restaurant that we really like and we know the food's going to make us happy Mm -hmm. just going to go there and with cowfish if you get a good view uh have some really good food and on a night where it's not busy so you actually get your food in a reasonable time um I, I like it. Eli, Eli is a big fan, I should say, of uh, he loves Fat Tuesday, the drinks they yeah. do in the, the, the Grenada machines. Uh, and so they make a collectible mug that you can have and bring. And so he brings his mug with him and, um, you know, he gets his drink and he likes to just do a walk around and stuff like that. So there's stuff to do there for date nights. I'm going to start going in rapid fire with these last couple ones. CR3469 opinion. Macy's Parade versus Mardi Gras. If you had to see one, which would you pick? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. That's yeah. not even a question. Get beads. Yeah. Get the beads. It's better. Um, beads. They have improved Bees? the soundtrack. Bees. Beads. Bees. Bees. Beads. Beads. Yes, they have improved the soundtrack for uh, the holiday parade, Macy's holiday parade, over the past couple of years. But it's still not Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is high energy fun the entire time through that parade, um, and. Not that I don't like the holiday parade. Yeah, no, it's still pretty. And you get to see Santa. Yeah. Um, But Mardi Gras wins. I've said it before. I will say it again. I think Mardi Gras is my favorite parade at any of the parks. I I love it. I I think it's great. And it's it's hard because I love Christmas, too. But I love Mardi Gras. So let us see what else is here. <laughs> okay, it's sound- so oh, Alexa uh, has. Uh, okay, Alexa woke up. That was weird. She thought. Wait there. Alexa, Alexa off. There you go. Okay. Uh, she, she only she, responds she, to she a he manly stern the voice. Yes, yes, yes. So, um. <laughs> There was one about Pokemon. Um, we all that. we all know Pokemon. It's not owned solely by Nintendo. There's complications there. Maybe we'll talk about that next week uh, when we talk about more. I am sure Nintendo that stuff. They are going to want to dive into that. That's all you should know. Obviously, you already know the yeah. answer. So, uh, two more. We're going to wrap it up here. First, Christina asks. Craig, do you happen to know if the height requirements at USF and IOA have safety wiggle room? I'm worried that my kids are the right at the minimum height requirement. Will they be safe if placed on ride? Well, here's here's the thing. There is no wiggle room. Um, I, I don't want to say universal attendants aren't perfect when it comes to placing uh, kids on rides and checking height requirements. Every now and then, your child will squeak through. If they're not tall enough, it's, it's just fact. Human error. It happens all the time. They Team members get in trouble for it. They get in lots of trouble for it if it, it happens and they get caught. Um, but, you know, the honest answer is no. You probably won't get hurt. But all it takes is that one time for your kid to get hurt. Um, and there are circumstances. You put a kid who's too short on the Hulk or Dragon Challenge, 
they're going to hit their head off that harness very, very hard. And they, I, I've seen bloody noses come off before just from really small people doing it. Not, not people who didn't meet the requirements, but just ones who were physically, you know, like little tiny girls who really couldn't hold themselves in as tough as they could. So, um, it, you really don't want to take a chance with the wiggle room on rides. Maybe they're right. If they're right at the height requirement, they make it on. That's great. They should be fine. But if they are even slightly under, you shouldn't want to ever put your child's safety at risk. Um, I'm not a parent yet, so I can't criticize. Just my opinion. So let's end this up, I think, with one final question uh, from Taylon Keezy. <laughs> yes, Taylon Keezy. Uh, this is a good, fun, open-ended question for the last one. What are your guys' opinion on the size of Volcano Bay and somewhat lack of slides in comparison to Aquatica during its first year? Size of Volcano Bay. Too big, too small, too soon to tell. I, I think it's maybe too soon to tell because yeah. it looks smaller than you expect, but then looking at what they're doing with the land, and then I also believe some of the buildings that are set up might be temporary just for like the construction purposes. But, I mean... I don't know. It's it's one of those hard things. You're looking at it from so far away. Does it look a lot smaller? And then you get in, you, you know, the perspective. Um, but I don't know. I think it looks really cool. So I don't. I'm very excited to go. We'll let you know when we've actually been. I yeah. wouldn't want to give an answer. I actually, you know, I I criticized the size of the land that it was being put on because it, you know all you have to do is look at a map from up above yeah. and see. However, as all the slides have started to rise up and the volcano's gotten bigger and better. Um, it actually doesn't look like that small of a space of land anymore. Uh, they're obviously doing a very good job of filling up all that space uh, wisely and in the right places. Um, so I, I think it's actually going to be the perfect size. And, you know, there, there's so many water parks already in Orlando. Granted, uh, Wet n' Wild's going to be closing down, but you have the two at Disney. You have over at SeaWorld. Um, you know, that's that that's already a lot there. I know water parks are very popular, um, but Universal wouldn't have purposely shot themselves in the foot and made a water park smaller than they could actually handle. I think they judged the size. They, they probably looked at numbers and got a rough idea of how many people would be even willing to go do volcano bay and be there um and that's why it's it's going to be the size that it is and that's why they went with it so i'm very much looking forward to it literally every time i drive past it more has popped up and it just it is looking like better and pace. better every day and between that and seeing how those new rounded those two new rounded uh yeah i know you're talking buildings about. at cabana bay the new towers yeah. God, uh, 2017 is going to be a year. I'll tell you that much. It's going to be a good year. So when we're only a couple more weeks away at this point, and that's can't believe birthday. it. I know it is. <laughs> it is the new year. The new year and a new and a new age for you. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. January first is Rhino's birthday. January first, the same day, same age every day of the year. Alexa, play Christmas music. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> did she wish you a Merry Christmas? I believe she did miss us a Merry Christmas. So th- that is all the questions we are going to do today. <laughs> um, uh, it was it was a fun one. Thank you guys so much for for uh, throwing in all these questions during chat. Um, we <laughs> I don't want to get hit with a copyright. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to come out. Don't worry, you can barely hear it. Um, it, it. Seriously, I wasn't expecting so many questions to pop up. I'm sorry if we didn't get them uh, to all of them, uh, but you know we do this once once a month, once every other month at least. Uh, throw in these fun shows, so uh, I'm I'm so glad we had so many people in here actually watching, uh, interacting, engaging. It was really fun. If you're listening to this or watching later. Hey, you missed out. We had a killer time. 
But if you need to know more about the Diz, of course, head to DizUnplugged.com. That's the home of our show notes page for all of the shows on the Diz Unplugged podcast network. Get your links to our social medias, uh, the YouTubes, the iTunes, all that stuff. And make sure you're uh, subscribing to us everywhere, uh, rating, reviewing us, letting us know how bad we fail. Uh, you know, uh, it, that's just it. So, um, yeah, that, that is just it. So we had one last request. Um, so many people asked at the beginning about my shirt. So I will stand up briefly to show you my shirt. Okay, Again, this yeah. does not translate well for the oh, – oh. this does not translate well. It is a – it is an ugly Christmas sweater Disney Sneaky. one that was from a few years ago. It's Mickey Skeen and it's got – it's got uh, the trees on it and it's got the squiggles and all that stuff. So – Quite a few people were asking about your shirt, actually, as well, Rhino. Okay, wow, we just got spammed with someone saying really dirty stuff in here. <laughs> they waited until uh, you stood up. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and block that person. Um, you can you can get your favorite Diz Unplugged or uh, Diz merchandise on our new uh, T Public store, tpublic.com slash user slash the Diz. Um, and there is a universal shirt. On yes, there, there is well. for the universal edition, yes. uh, as well as uh, pretty much all the shows at this point. Um, seriously, uh, yeah, no, we we've got a lot of cool stuff on there. We always have cool stuff coming on Patreon as well too. You've heard us talk about that on other shows. Lots of awesome, amazing things. Yes. Uh, and so, yes, we will have another show. Uh, coming up for you while we are gone on Podcast Crew 6.0. For everyone out there who will be joining us that's watching or listening to this now, we can't wait to see you. Uh, if we've met you before, can't wait to see you again. If we've never met you, can't wait to meet you for the first time. Uh, for everyone who's not there, I just haven't like met you yet. Buble on um, the way out here. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so everyone that we'll be able to still watch something, get some entertainment next week. And we will be back for our final episode of the year. Uh, the week after that, I believe that would be the 15th, 15th of yeah, December. Was- that will be our last show before we close out for the holiday season. Uh, so that is all I have for you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. You, you, all of you, and you, you, no, you, great. Thank and you. you, thank you, and you, gay trap. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's, there's multiple levels to that. Um, <laughs> multiple levels of gay trap. Showgirls. What's that? That's not the name of the movie. What's the name of the movie? It's um, Dreamgirls. Gay trap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, listen. When I'm not even going to go there. So that's going to do it. Oliver, hit that music. We will be back with you next week. For another episode, not live, the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Thank you all so much, and resolutions. Show. Sure.